It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Hello there, and welcome to the Heartland at Noon. I'm Blaze Wozniak in for one vacationing Rob Kearney, taking some time off before the Radiothon. Don't blame him. Welcome to the Tuesday, August 17th edition of the Heartland at Noon. Today, we're talking all sorts of stuff. We're talking elections, we're talking playgrounds, and a local fundraiser. We'll start things off with the federal election, which is set for September 20th. We'll be keeping our eyes on the Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan riding, as Fraser told me and Talon Region to duke it out. We reached out to both, and we'll hear from NDP candidate Talon Regent coming up, discussing the short campaign and what he would like to see done in the area. We'll then swap things over to something completely different and hear from Derek Blay with the city of Moose Jaw. A few months ago, they sent out a survey asking the public what they would like to see added to the Clark Gillies playground. Well, they got the results, and work on the playground is pretty well done. We'll have an update from Blay coming up. And finally, we'll hear from Della Ferguson from Square One Community Incorporated. Her and Lorette Keene have collaborated for a pretty cool fundraiser, them with a bunch of other organizations. We'll tell you all about those all about that fundraiser and what there is money for it coming up. Local weather, rain is in the forecast for the first time in a while. There's a chance of a thunderstorm this afternoon or evening and more rain overnight and potentially more tomorrow. We'll also be heading into a couple days of cooler temperatures, which are definitely welcomed. Your full weather forecast is coming up, but first, news and sports from the Discover Moose Jaw Media Center. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for 18-wheeler truck wash. Now open seven days a week. They wash or you wash semis, farm equipment, RVs, or trailers with the best prices in Moose Jaw. Good afternoon. I'm Daniel McElroy. Local NDP candidate for Moose Jaw Lake Center Lanigan, Talon Regent, is already campaigning for the federal election on September 20th. Regent ran unsuccessfully against Conservative MP Tom Lukiski in 2019 and explains why he decided to put his hat in the ring for a second time. I am ready for better. I am ready to see substantial and real improvement in people's lives. And I'm looking at what the Conservatives are proposing, I'm looking at what the Liberals are proposing, and they're proposing more of the same. We will not see any real change in our community if we end up with one of those two parties in power. Regent wants to put an end to for-profit long-term care homes in Canada and to ensure that the ultra-wealthy pay their fair share in taxes. Mooshaw's first rider program will be kicking off tomorrow, introducing new students to the experience and procedures of riding a school bus for the first time. A partnership between the Prairie South and Holy Trinity School Divisions, the event will be attended by Police Chief Rick Barassa and other officers to help promote safety. Director of Education for Prairie South Ryan Bowen says getting on the bus for the first time is a big step for many of these kids to take. I think what we found is that they're quite excited to, to take part. They're quite excited to get on the bus the first time. You know, they're excited to get to school. And so this is just part of getting to school and creating a welcome environment for our students and just ha- letting them have a, a fun experience before school starts. Interested families can attend either St. Margaret's School on August 18th at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. or Lindale School on August 19th at 2 p.m. or 6 p.m. Despite the drought, farm work still gets done. 
Heading into the harvest season, there are a number of safety factors to consider both inside and outside of the field. Tyler McMurchy, Media Relations Manager for SGI. Uh, so for drivers, we want to just remember to exercise that patience, treating that farm machinery like you would any kind of slow-moving traffic, uh, slowing down when you approach, giving them plenty of space because the, the operator of that piece of machinery may have some blind spots that uh, might not be present when they're you know, operating a, a regular motor vehicle. McMurchy adds that the number one skill for drivers on the highway is patience, with farm machinery naturally moving at a much slower pace than regular traffic. A special Moose Jaw City Council meeting has been called for tonight, where it is expected that Mayor Fraser Tolmy will present his resignation letter. Tomey is a Conservative Party nominee for the Moose Jaw Lake Centre Ladigan riding and previously expressed that he would step down as mayor once the federal election was called. He was first elected as a city councillor in 2009. He ran unsuccessfully for mayor in 2012 before winning the seat in the 2016 and 2020 municipal elections. Tomey has stated that it has long been an ambition of his to serve as the Member of Parliament for this region. The agenda will also address the acting mayor and deputy mayor for the interim vacancy of the mayor's office. Discover Moose Jaw will have more as this story develops. Residents around Wellesley Street and First Avenue Southeast in Waccamal Valley may be noticing some construction happening within the green space area. The city is currently working to replace a pair of aging lift stations and install new piping, which is requiring some excavation of the existing topsoil. Director of Engineering Services Bevan Harleton explains that the current infrastructure is wearing out and redundant. The one lift station is pumping into the adjacent lift station and then that one lifts the sanitary out of the area. So there's an efficiency to be gained to replace both of those uh, with one manhole style lift station. Grass reseeding and tree replacement will take place after the construction is completed. The city of Moose Jaw is advising that a paving project and CN train track upgrades will be taking place on Thatcher Drive West beginning next Monday, August 23rd. Crews will be paving Thatcher Drive from the VLA gate to 13th Avenue Northwest, including both of those intersections. The stretch of road will be closed to traffic and construction is expected to wrap up by 10 p.m. on Monday, August 30th, weather permitting. A list of alternative routes can be found at discovermoosejaw.com. And finally, there were 85 new cases of COVID-19 reported yesterday, along with 90 recoveries, bringing the total active case count to 1,038. Of the new cases, 21 are in Saskatoon, 3 are in Regina, and 3 are in the south-central zone. 71 people are in the hospital with COVID-19, including 59 receiving inpatient care and 12 in intensive care. You can stop by the Moose Jaw Public Library today between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. for your first or second dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. The pop-up clinic is offering both Pfizer and Moderna. Do you have a story to share? Click Submit News at discovermoosejaw.com. And now your Golden West Radio Money Scope with Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 196 points. The Dow Jones is down 447 points. The Nasdaq is down 196 points. And the Canadian dollar is down to 79.08 cents U.S. Two more planes have arrived in Canada from Afghanistan, carrying diplomats, special forces troops, and refugees fleeing the Taliban. The flights come after order was restored at the Kabul airport as thousands of desperate Afghans rushed onto the tarmac on Sunday to escape the militant group. 
The latest survey results suggest Justin Trudeau's liberals are clinging to a five-point lead early in the federal election campaign. The survey conducted by Leger shows 35 percent of decided voters expressed support for the liberals, 30 percent for the conservatives, and 20 percent for the NDP. Ontario is putting COVID-19 vaccine clinics in schools to try to reach unvaccinated youth as kids return to classrooms this fall. The clinics aim to make it easier for students, staff and families of children to get vaccinated while being part of the Ford government's last mile vaccination strategy. And Blackground Records will release the bulk of Aaliyah's music to streaming services five days before the 20th anniversary of her death in a plane crash. Aaliyah's estate has issued a statement opposing the release, calling it an unscrupulous endeavor because the estate is not getting a full accounting. And that is a look at your national news. I'm Derek Craddock. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. Good afternoon, I'm Sean Slatt. The fourth round of the SCRC motocross circuit took place last Saturday in Assiniboia. Riker McMorris took first place in his first 65cc race. In the second race, he crashed but ended up finishing in eighth, which is good enough for third overall in the 65cc class. Trayvon McMorris rode in three classes, the 85cc, the Super Mini, and B class. He had a couple crashes but took a third overall in all three classes. The next race on the circuit is a doubleheader at Alameda on August 28th and 29th. In Rambler Park men's fastball action last night in Regina, the Giants defeated the standing Buffalo Dakotas 5-1, while the Canadians beat the Golden Hawks 6-2. The Toronto Blue Jays are in Washington tonight to kick off a two-game series with the Nationals. The shortened series ends a stretch of nine games away from the Rogers Centre for Toronto. The Jays return home on Friday for a three-game set with Detroit. And finally, Toronto's Joey Votto has joined an exclusive baseball fraternity. The 37-year-old had three hits to crack the 2,000-hit plateau in the Cincinnati Reds' 14-5 win over the Chicago Cubs. Votto joins Larry Walker of Maple Ridge, B.C. as the only Canadians to reach 2,000 career hits. And remember, we'd like your scores and local sports stories. Fill us in by email, sports at discovermooshaw.com. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Mix of sun and cloud this afternoon with a 30% chance of showers. Risk of a thunderstorm. Hazy. Wind northeast gusting to 50 with a high of 26. Cloudy tonight with a chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm this evening and overnight. Wind north gusting to 60 with a low of 11. Wednesday, showers ending in the morning, then cloudy. Wind north gusting to 50, high of 18. A mix of sun and cloud for Thursday, high of 19. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, high of 20. And Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 20. Right now, Moose Jaw 19, Regina 21, Assiniboia Gravelberg 18, Rockland Cornac 22, Swift Current 18, Elbow 18, Davidson Watrous 18. Once again, Assiniboia 18, Regina 21. Now with the wind north at 18 and the relative humidity at 49%, it's 19 degrees in Moose Jaw. Rain that developed in Alberta overnight last night will sneak into a part of Saskatchewan today. Don't look for a general soaking of rain. We'll have to wait for another day or two before that can happen, and it will be focused on the eastern parts of the region. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. We do expect some shower activity in the western portions of the province today. Most of the precipitation will occur from the Unity area down towards Kindersley and from there northeastward in 
into the Melfort and Prince Albert areas. The precipitation, though, is not expected to be very great, but those areas that are impacted could pick up a fair amount of moisture, I suppose, when moisture totals will run from 2 to around 6 millimeters, with a few areas near the Alberta border maybe getting 5 to 15 millimeters. But the rest of the province will stay mostly dry today, and that will continue to be the case this evening and overnight tonight, with the exception of of that same band of rain shifting a little bit more to the southeast and extending northeastward, so that areas from around the leader area, southward to Console, and then across Lake Diefenbaker, up towards the Hudson Bay and Kamsack and Kenora areas, will likely see rain, and by dawn tomorrow, we'll look for the moisture totals to again work their way upwards to the range of 2 to 6 millimeters. The greatest precipitation will be probably around the leader area, and we'll look for that precipitation to diminish tomorrow morning for a brief period of time. As we go a little later into this week, there will be an opportunity for another round of precipitation that will develop in the southwest part of the province as we get into Thursday afternoon, and by the time we get into Friday morning, we will have seen rain across many areas across the province. Coverage Thursday night and Friday will likely run about 60 to 65 percent, and the greatest rainfall may occur in some of the easternmost parts of the region, and at that point we might see some totals running 5 to 20 millimeters. There is potential for greater amounts. I keep thinking that maybe the system will be a little farther to the east and a little weaker, so I don't want to go for the full rainfall amounts right now, but we'll watch it, and a little later this week we might just offer a greater amount of rain for the eastern parts of the province. Temperatures are expected to run mostly upper teens and 20s this week and into the weekend. Low temperatures at night will be mostly in the teens. There will be a few upper single digits once in a while. And we are expecting to see a windy day today across the parts of the southwest and central portions of the province. Wind gusts will likely run from 50 to 70 kilometers per hour in at least a part of the region. And we'll expect that to extend from the swift current area down towards Valmarie and from there over towards Regina and Fort Capel. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Time now for your road report brought to you by Tip Top Roofing, serving Moose Jaw for over 30 years. Call Tip Top Roofing today for your free estimate and 10% off, 631-5975. Looking at road closures according to the City of Moose Jaw website, Caribou Street West, of course, between 6th and 9th Northwest, that's still blocked off due to cast iron. Intersections are open, however. More cast iron replacement on Elsom Street between Main Street South and 2nd Avenue Southeast. More cast iron replacement on Fairford Street East between 3rd and 5th Northeast. And one more cast iron replacement, Carlton Street between 9th and 10th Avenue Northwest. And that is your road report. Quick reminder as well that there's a number of COVID-19 vaccine clinics in Moose Jaw this week. There's one today ongoing until 2 o'clock at the Moose Jaw South Hill Spray Park. They are giving away Pfizer and... Oh no, sorry, that's yesterday. Today's Tuesday. My days are all mixed up. There's one ongoing right now until 1 o'clock at the Moose Jaw Public Library. There, how's that? Moose Jaw Public Library right now until 1. They're giving out Pfizer and Moderna. Then there'll be another one on Thursday at the Moose Jaw Public Health Office from 9 to 4. That one you have to book ahead. And on Friday, there's another drop-in clinic where they're giving out Pfizer at the Moose Jaw High Park Towers, Victoria Towers, and Temple Towers. 
Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Wednesday is Men's Night at the Hillcrest Golf Club in Moose Jaw. Members and non-members are welcome to join in on the fun, which includes a $3,000 hole-in-one challenge, due spots, a skins game, prizes for low net and low gross, closest to the pin prizes, and great specials in the clubhouse. Come to Church in the Park with Church of God Moose Jaw. This Sunday morning, everyone is invited to the Crescent Park Amp theater for one service at 10. Enjoy lively music, an inspiring message, and activities for the kids. Food trucks will also be on site. For more info, visit mjcog.com. Beat the heat this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. Long before the TV series Gold Rush made it fashionable to pursue the promise of riches in the Canadian wilderness, a friend of mine was helping finance a wannabe gold miner in his dream of riches in the wilds of northern B.C. To hear my friend explain it, the bonanza was always to be discovered by digging just a few feet farther or deeper. We just need another piece of equipment. Well, even though they ran on a shoestring, they somehow managed to find the cash to borrow, lease, or rent that piece of gear. And as he put it, you get in so deep, gold fever takes over, and they said, what the heck? Cha-ching! We might be getting into that same terrain in the coming weeks, as our federal politicians traverse the country in pursuit of the riches of a majority government. Given the way they've been spending for the last year and a half, where the money pot seemed bottomless, racking up another few hundred billions in debt will no doubt come with that same sense of restraint. What the heck? Cha-ching. I'm Paul Martin. The Farm Stress Line is run by people who know farming is full of uncertainties, and that uncertainty causes stress. When it starts to get to you, it's important to deal with it as quickly as possible. If you're having trouble sleeping, feeling depressed, anxious, or having suicidal thoughts, call the Farm Stress Line, free and confidential, and well worth the call. 1-800-667-4442. 1-800-667-4442. Start your engines. On your marks. Get set. Go. Don't be that guy. Keep your truck running in tip-top shape with Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Not going to be a quick fix? No worries. They now offer loaner vehicles. The caring service you'd expect from a family-run business. The results you deserve, backed by years of training and experience. Your number one diesel truck experts. Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Visit them online at moosejawtruckshop.com. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Well, it was made official on Sunday that there will be a federal election come next month. We'll, of course, be keeping our eye on what's happening in Ottawa, but locally... Things are going to get shaken up quite a bit. Tom Lukiski is out as MP for Moose Jaw Lake Centre Lanigan. And so far we know Moose Jaw's Talon Regent and Fraser Tomey are running for his spot. Regent with the NBT and Tomey for the Conservatives. We'll have audio from each of the candidates this week on the Heartland at Noon. But we'll start things off with Talon Regent who spoke with Discover Moose Jaw's Daniel McElroy. Talon, why don't we just start with you introducing yourself a little bit. Um, what experience and background do you bring to the table? My name is Talon Regent. I am your Moose Jaw Lake Centre Lanigan NDP candidate for this federal election. 
I am a lawyer here in Moose Jaw. I am an internationally award-winning negotiator. I am a tech entrepreneur, and I was recently listed as one of Canada's top 25 most influential lawyers of 2020. Uh, so that is a little bit about uh, what I've done. But in terms of who I am and why I am so passionate uh, to be fighting on this political arena, the reason I'm doing this is because I am ready for better. I am ready to see substantial and real improvement in people's lives. And I'm looking at what the conservatives are proposing. I'm looking at what the liberals are proposing. And they're proposing more of the same. We will not see any real change in our community if we end up with one of those two parties in power, which is why I am a new Democrat, and it's why I am fighting for real change. And so the campaign has only been underway a few days now, but uh, what are some of the specific concerns that you are hearing in the writing, and uh, what would be your plan to address them? One of my biggest concerns is the fact that we still have profit in long-term care centers. We saw over 14,000 people die in for-profit care centers from perfectly avoidable circumstances. But they died because the for-profit motive led the owners of these care centers to prioritize profit over people. And that is something that absolutely needs to change. The NDP, they put forward a proposal to end for-profit and long-term care centers, and that was shot down by the Liberals and by the Conservatives. And that infuriates me. In addition to that, we saw the greatest wealth redistribution from the middle class to the ultra-wealthy that Canada has ever seen. That sort of pandemic profiteering, a lot of it is criminal, and all of it is incredibly unethical. We need to hold the ultra-wealthy accountable for this other unethical behavior. Yeah, you've you've mentioned uh, the idea of a wealth tax before. I know it was something that uh, came up a lot in the last federal election. I think it's something that is obviously a very attractive idea, but I want to offer a bit of a bit of pushback. Uh, European countries have, have tried wealth taxes before, uh, but they scrapped it just simply because wealthy people were leaving the country. What, what do we like? If we do implement a wealth tax, might we cripple our own economy if if uh, no one wants to do business here in Canada? People will always have to do business in Canada. We have 30 million people that live here. This is a major market in which to sell products. All the NDP is asking is that when products are sold here, these businesses have to pay taxes the way all of us do. No more tax loopholes, no more tax havens, paying your fair share. That's all we're requesting. And it, when it comes to comparing us to European countries that have tried this, I wouldn't say that they were unsuccessful. You take a look at them on every single metric, and they are doing better than Canada. They have better educated people. They have healthier people. They have more literacy. They have strong economies. And we should be doing more to emulate them rather than engaging in some sort of race to the bottom that ends up in an incredible wealth disparity. To to be fair, though, a lot of the European countries that did have wealth taxes got rid of them for for various reasons. It's it's I think there's only three European countries that still use that system, right? 
when we say a wealth tax, it can look like a bunch of different things. The key to remember is that we're holding ultra-wealthy people accountable for the wealth that they are amassing. So, for example, we all we need to do is we need to start taxing businesses like Netflix, YouTube, Google. These businesses pay essentially no tax whatsoever in Canada, despite using our telecom infrastructure, using our power grid, uh, employing our Canadian workers, and yet they're paying no taxes. That is totally unacceptable. And so I know that there isn't a direct comparison to be made here, but uh, I'll, I'll get your, your thoughts on it anyway. The, I think the idea of taxing corporations also causes a little bit of worry among local farmers and producers. While, while these farms might be family-run, a farm is still a company. It's still a, a corporation. And obviously, the wealth that a farmer makes is not comparable to the wealth that Google makes, but many see it as a sign of a, a government Taxing corporations is a government that isn't necessarily working for farmers. How would you reassure? I mean, you're going to need to win a lot of rural votes in this riding. To reassure people in our community that they're not going to be negatively impacted by this, they just need to ask themselves the question, am I ultra wealthy? Am I looking to buy my second yacht? And I joke with my friends that as a lawyer, I've got boat money. I do not have yacht money. And if you don't have yacht money, you are not going to get taxed as an ultra-wealthy individual. Uh, If you're a farmer that's concerned over this drought, you are not going to get taxed by this. If you are a mechanic that's opened up your own shop to repair vehicles and you're scrutinizing your monthly bills because you're worried about being able to pay your taxes at the end of the year, you're not going to be in this category. These are for people who are looking to buy a multi-million dollar yacht because they can't think of anything better to do with their money. And I look at their circumstances and I think, you know what a better use of that money would be? Helping Canadians, investing in Canadians. That is where our priority needs to be. Of course, you mentioned the ongoing uh, drought here in in the prairies, obviously something that a lot of uh, voters are worried about right now. Walk us through what the the, the NDPs and and your own uh, personal ideas for how we can potentially address some of the, the, the changes that are coming to our climate. Yes, I look at the conservative and I look at the liberal platforms on the environment and I am so disheartened to see that they have no legitimate plan for addressing climate change. The United Nations just released their latest report that uh, compared climate change to a vehicle going 100 kilometers an hour towards a brick wall. Even if we were to slam on the brakes right now, we would still hit that brick wall going about 25 kilometers an hour. But what the conservatives and the liberals are proposing, they'd be hammering on the gas pedal, and we'd hit that wall going 150 kilometers an hour. The droughts that we're seeing right now, the forest fires that we're seeing right now, the floods that we're seeing in other areas of the country, these are all going to get worse unless we are prepared to take immediate and significant action. And that is what New Democrats are proposing. We are proposing to make a shift over to clean energy. And at the same time, we are ensuring that we're going to leave no workers behind. Anybody that's employed in an industry that is ultimately going to become obsolete 
in our shift to clean energy, they will get the training and the support that they need to continue working in a high-paying, long-term position. And we need to make this immediate shift. We need to make this improvement. I'm glad you brought that up. You've mentioned previously the idea of not leaving any workers behind in that in that shift to a green economy that would look like new training, new jobs. But I, I want to present the idea that for for a lot of working families, this would mean an entire change to their to their way of life. It might mean a move to a different part of the country, uh, losing connections with friends, family, community, and and, and perhaps a sense of their own independence or, or that sort of thing. And these are cultural values that are really important to people. And I, I think I think for a lot of people, they worry that a shift to new training, to new jobs might end up hurting themselves, their families, simply by the way that it disrupts their, their, their day-to-day life. I can absolutely understand where somebody is coming from. They're worried about losing their job. They're worried about having to move. And I like to remind them that we have seen mass evacuations across the country. We have seen houses burnt to ash as a result of forest fires that never would have existed without climate change. These changes are coming whether we like it or not, and we need to support one another in adapting and addressing the changes. Another major change that is coming is the rising ocean levels. We are going to see millions upon millions of people whose homes are no longer livable because they're underwater with rising ocean tides. We need to band together now. We need to make small sacrifices now so that we don't see major catastrophe in the future. I think for a, a lot of a lot of voters in in uh, well partic- particularly uh, prairie provinces that sort of thing it often seems to come down to a moral issue they say that they could never vote for uh, an NDP candidate simply because of the NDP's support of 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 social issues like uh, abortion and assisted suicide things like that and other progressive social policies what might you have to do to win those votes over there is nothing more beneficial for somebody that cares about the sanctity of life than removing profit from long-term care homes. If you're an individual that believes in the sanctity of life, you should believe that everybody at every age should have access to the quality care that they need. So that is something that the NDP is putting forward that no other party is willing to touch. When it comes to giving birth to a child, we need to have the confidence, we need to give people the confidence that their children are going to grow up in a safe and happy environment, which is why new Democrats are fighting for affordable child care when no other party is doing so. And the liberals will talk about doing it, but they've been talking about doing it for longer than I've been alive, so I'm not going to put my faith in them. Speaking of waiting a long time for things, it seems like every party seems to run on anti-corruption and electoral reform um, policies. What makes the NDP's um, ideas different? The NDP is in it for people. We are the party of the people. We have always been the party of workers. And that can be seen just as much through the donations that we gather as it can through the actions we take. 
And what I mean by that is if you look through Elections Canada's reports about who's donating to which parties, you will see the ultra-wealthy donating to Conservatives. You will see the ultra-wealthy donating to Liberals. You will see Liberal and Conservative members of Parliament meeting with lobbyists of pharmaceutical companies all the time because those pharmaceutical companies are trying to sway them to ensure that we don't get fantastic uh, policies like universal pharmacare. Whereas New Democrats, we're not meeting with those lobbyists. We're meeting with doctors on the ground. We're meeting with sick people who can't afford their medication. And those are the people that we are fighting for. Telen Regent, of course, ran for this MP spot last federal election, but lost to Lou Kiske. And should also be worth mentioning that uh, Fraser told me he's expected to announce his resignation as mayor of Moose Jaw tonight at City Council which will mean that he can officially start campaigning for that seat. Which means that we'll also have a local election soon. We'll keep you up to date with that as more information becomes available. Time for a break, but when we're back, Director of Parks and Recreation with the City of Moose Jaw, Derek Blay, will join us. That's next on the Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The greatest rock, pop, and soul tunes of the 70s and 80s. It's Dick Bartley's classic hits. The songs you remember. Surrounded by headlines, personalities, interviews, TV trivia, pop culture, and more. Saturdays at 8 and Sundays at noon. Dick Bartley's classic hits. Brought to you by Primary Eye Care Center and Hoya Lenses. Moose Jaw Funeral Home. Assiniboia Livestock Auction. Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. And the greatest hits of all time. 800 CHAB. Tim here with Young's Equipment. Get more. 20% more capacity, 30% more speed, 70% more flex. The all-new Macdon FT2 gives you more of everything you need for harvesting performance. From the company that brought you the original flex draper. Call your local Young's Equipment location or visit youngs.ca. Bigger, faster, flexier. Get more with the Macdon FT2 flex draper. There's nothing like it. The team racing up the ice and the roar of the crowd when your home team scores. Your Moose Jaw Warriors are back. You've missed being in the stands, so let's pack the arena for the 2021-22 WHL season. This is your year to become a Warrior season ticket holder. Make it happen now. Online, mjwarriors.ca. Early bird pricing for season tickets is in effect until August 27th. Go Warriors, go! This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Welcome back. I'm Blaze Wozniak, in for Rob Kearney. Back in May, the city of Moose Jaw sent out a survey asking residents in the city what they wanted to see in Clark Gillies Park. It's located at Ross Street and Oxford Crescent. Well, they now have the results and much of the construction at the park is finished. Tegan Whitco spoke with Director of Parks and Recreation, Derek Blay, and got us an update. Director of Parks and Recreation, Derek Blay, joining us on the phone uh, to talk all about a new structure, bright and shiny, and it's taking over Clark Gillies Park. It's, it's coming along nicely, Derek. When do you figure the project will wrap up? Yeah, we're hitting the final stages here, and we hope to have everything kind of wrapped up and the landscaping all done here by the end of the month. 
Oh, nice, nice. So when did you anticipate you would wrap up this project? Like, are you on par with your timeline? Uh, we're about a month behind. We had some delays in shipping some of the pro, uh, um, some of the equipment, the playground equipment. Um, so that put us back a few weeks for sure. I know the city held a public consultation earlier this year. Could could you recap maybe some of the responses, the things that you were hearing from residents, and what the city was able to accommodate? Yeah, I know we got a lot of great feedback. There was great uptake on the uh, on the survey, and um, there was a lot of I guess uh, requests or some. Uh, on, for different features, so like toddler features was a big one, um, having uh, stuff for toddlers, having swing sets, uh, the basketball net, which we were able to accommodate. Um, that uh, that was a, b- a big request. Uh, picnic tables, accessible pathways, benches, all those types of things. So we were able to to add a pathway through the park. Um, we added a picnic table. We added some benches, like, uh, the basketball net that I mentioned. And we also did uh, incorporate some of those toddler features. So those were the big things that came out of it. And it was, yeah, it was great to get that feedback from the public. And being right by, you know, a couple of ballparks and a school, it's in a residential area. I imagine you folks anticipate that'll be a high traffic area once it's all finished? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, part of our review. So we, we have a playground uh, renewal program that w- that just got underway here. And part of that review is we look at the demographics within a uh, one kilometer radius of that park to see uh, what what's the ages there. And then we kind of base our, a lot of our decisions on that. Um, that was a, a fairly high um, when it comes to the, the younger demographic, it was in, in younger children. There, there was, I guess, a very high population within that area. So we wanted to ensure that we did have a, a good quality playground there because it will service a lot of people. Certainly. Do Can you recall off the top of your head last time there was any work done to that area, like to that particular park? You know what? No, I the parking lot was added within the last 10 to 15 years. But the playground itself, uh, that was installed there dates back to... I have it here, over 25 years old. So, yeah, it was quite outdated there. It was actually, we had to take down some of the components last year because it was unsafe. So it was definitely high priority for us to get that playground replaced. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's looking fantastic. I know everyone's going to be excited to check it out once it's complete at the end of the month. Uh, What else is on the slate when it comes to the playground renewal program? I, I imagine you're probably not starting anything new this late in the summer. Yeah, no, our goal is to tackle one playground a year here to get uh, things up to date. Um, so we'll be, uh, we're actually working on our 2022 plan right now, which we'll present to the Parks and Recreation Advisory Committee in September and then finalize through the bu- budget deliberations to, to, fi- uh, to see what next year's projects will be. Um, through the, this year's program, we were able to replace some fencing at Henley's Park. Uh, we're adding some benches and uh, picnic tables to Optimus Park. So a few other uh, um, smaller upgrades that, that have happened as well. Little bit by little bit, right? You bet. So, uh, Derek, is there anything that we missed? Anything that you'd care to add here? No, I think we've covered it. Beautiful. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for this. Yeah, no problem. It's going to be great. Having all that new equipment there. I remember as a kid how exciting it was when a new playground was built. Hopefully kids in the area can get some good use of it. Time for another quick break. And when we're back... We'll hear about a local fundraiser that's asking people to buy metal leaves. Confused? Well, stay tuned and we'll explain. That's coming up next on the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB.
Parrish and Heimbecker Moose Jaw, focused on the value, delivery options, and payment terms that fit your operation. This is Kelsey Nall of Moose Jaw's Parrish and Heimbecker. The busy season is upon us, so save yourself some time. Download the PH app to track your contracts or look at current spot pricing. Sign up for direct deposit too to save yourself a trip down to pick up a check. And as always, give us a call to put in any targets or discuss any fertilizer or chemical needs you may have. Count on experience, count on expertise, count on Parrish and Heimbecker. Moving tradition forward. Discover Moostraw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. A mix of sun and cloud today and a 30% chance of showers late this afternoon with a risk of thunderstorm. Hazy and wind northeast gusting to 50 kilometers an hour and a high of 26. Wednesday, showers ending in the morning, then cloudy, wind north gusting to 50 kilometers an hour and a high of 18. A mix of sun and cloud on Thursday and a high of 19. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 20. And Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 20. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Haley Shirky. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. And we're back. The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. I'm Blaze Wozniak in for Rob Carney. Time now to turn things over to discover Moose Jaw's Daniel McElroy. He spoke with two Moose Jaw residents, Lorette Keene and Della Ferguson, about a cool new fundraiser in town looking to donate towards those dealing with homelessness in our area. With more, here's Daniel McElroy. A number of local organizations and two talented Moose Javian artists have teamed up to help fight homelessness in the city. Square One is the name of this new initiative, and they focus on housing and homelessness challenges within Moose Jaw. The goal is to help people rebuild their lives from Square One. Della Ferguson is the chair of the fundraising committee. Square One community was uh, initiated through the Community COVID Response Committee, and it was a way of looking at housing and homelessness challenges in our community. And so a group of agencies came together with agencies like John Howard Society, the My Place Program, and Moose Food Bank, Moose Literacy, Journey to Hope, um, and, and more agencies. And we came together, sat at the table, and created a board. And what our initiative is doing is trying to work at creating a wraparound support system for those who are experiencing homelessness in our community. And it's pretty overwhelming to realize how many are living homelessly right now. And so since that time, we have been uh, creating different awarenesses uh, and fundraising campaigns to try to, to begin this initiative and develop it. We're still in the development phases, but working at the same time at directly trying to support those who are living homelessly. And that's when we had Bill and Lorette Keene come to us and they said, we would like to support an initiative that is mental health related. And we felt that this fit the bill in that it is reaching people where they're at and realizing that um, mental health is such a huge aspect of those living homelessly. And so they have so generously put together this initiative called Stronger Together. And with their amazing creativeness in, in, in 
putting together metal art that is two trees standing together and offering the leaves for sale. And those leaves could be with people's names as as present names or memorial names or business names. They could be any type of engraving and uh, and those will stand in the John Howard Society on their wall as a permanent fixture. That's fantastic. So it's a, an early fundraising effort for, for Square One. Um, where is this money going to be going towards? This money will be focused on the My Place program that is currently being run by the John Howard Society. And it will be put towards mental health initiatives and helping support people literally start from square one in rebuilding their lives. And so we're excited as partners to work with them on that initiative and uh, be able to support the rebuilding of lives. And so it, it, walk us through how it works. A person uh, uh, can uh, donate to, to uh, purchase uh, an engraving on a leaf at uh, different price levels and everything, and, it, and it'll fill out the, the trees just wonderfully with colors and names, all that sort of thing, right? That's exactly it, Daniel. It's it's just going to be quite beautiful. And, and I think it really represents that whole title, Stronger Together, in having all of these community names on there saying, you know, we believe that by working together, we can build each other up. And it shows, you know, many people who are living homelessly, they feel absolutely lost and isolated. And it's it's about us as a community coming and wrapping ourselves around them and saying, you aren't alone and, and we're going to stand with you and, and meet you exactly where you're at and support you in what you need to start from that square one place. And that might involve housing, that might involve learning how to budget. It might involve working on substance abuse challenges and harm reduction. There's so many different angles that that might involve. And and that's what we want to wrap them around with. Absolutely. It's it's a wonderful initiative. Hopefully, uh, uh, this, these early steps can help it uh, reach far, far into the future here in Moose Jaw. Uh, Della, if people want to donate, if they want to purchase a leaf, how can they do that? All right. So you can contact Bill and Lorette because they're the ones who are putting the engraving information on. And then if you go onto our Facebook site, is another place that you can find all of the information uh, on the Square One community and it gives all the details of email addresses and, and stuff. But the, the Keen's address is wck at net. Um, or you can phone them at 306-692-4912. So there's several different places that you can get that information. I want to add just our deepest gratitude to Bill and Lorette for seeing the need of mental health as a priority and for not just speaking it, but being a living example of stepping into it and making a difference. Can't thank them enough. We are so blessed as a community. Notoriously generous is what I believe. So thank you to them. Local artists Bill and Lorette Keane currently have an exhibit set up at the Mosaic Art Gallery within the Moose Jaw Cultural Centre. Lorette describes where her husband Bill gets the inspiration from for his sculptures. He gets most of his inspiration from nature. Like he, he just loves the outdoors and he used to do all kinds of sculptures, uh, you know, a long time ago with more abstracts and stuff, but 
he started doing more trees and things and people just seemed to really you know really enjoy like somehow trees everybody everybody likes trees right they have a meaning all kinds of meanings for whatever but anyway that's that's most of uh i guess where that comes from he does the sculpting and then i hand paint everything after that's fantastic. I mean, looking at some of these these ones here at the at the Mosaic Art Gallery, I mean the the detail and the fine detail. It's so intricate, and it it really looks. Even though it's a it's a cold piece of metal, it really looks alive. Yes, and you know, people have people think sometimes like we used to do shows, and they'd look at them and they think we picked up a branch or something from outside and just painted it. Or <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks very real. Yeah, it, it's very real looking. Mm-hmm. And so what made you want to be a part of this uh, initiative with Square One and the John Howard Society? Well, you know, last fall, COVID, well, I mean, we know, we all know what COVID was doing. And we were just feeling like, there's, you know, so many people are really suffering. And we talked to Della and said, you know, we have this gallery book because you have to book the gallery a year or so in advance. And we thought, you know, we've got this gallery booked. And we told her that whatever we whatever profits we make off of that show we would donate to to her to mental health and so that was that was fine and that was really good because we just felt there was a big there's a need for mental health to have well it's it's you could write a book on what needs to be done anyway so then we got to talking about the show and bill said you know people are going to come to the show and for whatever reason they don't want a sculpture can't afford it all kinds of reasons, but they still would want to donate to the cause. So he came up with the idea of sculpting the trees and putting them together to symbolize the community working together for this cause and then donating, you know, having people able to donate to the leaves and uh, donate to the cause, I mean, by purchasing a leaf, eh? Yeah, that's fantastic. What a what a uh, a powerful uh, both an image of, of coming together and 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 a strong action there too. Yeah, how many people have donated so far? How many people have bought a leaf? Right now, we're very close to fifty, which is amazing because when we started doing this, we're thinking, well, because I think there's 160 leaves. We felt like it might take a year or two to get them all donated but that's fine it's all money going to be generated and will be ongoing for square one and so but the way things are going it's just we're just amazed at how the community is is coming together and supporting us because like bill always says we're just the catalyst we're we're initiating it and stuff but it has to be the community coming together and recognizing the need that is going to make it what we hope it's going to be and I see that there's a mixture of, of both individuals and families and, and businesses that have that have uh, donated as well, right? So it really is the whole community. Yeah, it is. It's everybody, and everybody has a different reason why they want to help out, which which is wonderful. And some people just, yeah, it's it, like I said, I'm getting all kinds of phone calls from so many different people, and they all feel it's such a worthy cause. And uh, so that's wonderful. It's uh, Hopefully it will help. You know, to, and one thing we were very, you know, we wanted to make sure that everything that was donated went directly to square one and stayed in Lushja. This is, we didn't want it to go part here, part there. And we felt it was also important for people to get tax receipts. So that's another thing that's, you know, we were through John Howard in order to do that. 
so yeah it's uh, it's all coming together really really good Lorette, thanks so much for, for chatting with us today and, and for your help and uh, you and Bill putting this together. If people do want to donate and, and purchase a leaf, how can they do so? Well, they can, uh, they can contact us at 692-4912 or our email is wck at saftel.net. Hopefully people will go down there and uh, enjoy the show and, uh, you know, consider donating to the, you know, to the Stronger Together tree. For discovermoosejaw.com, I'm Daniel McElroy. Really cool initiative by all organizations involved. If you want to check out the trees, make sure you stop by the Connexus Visual Arts Gallery within the May Wilson Theatre. Time for another quick break. Then we'll get a 15 weeks of winning update when we're back. Tegan Whitco got our second qualifier of the week this morning. We'll hear that coming up on the Heartland at noon on 800 CHAB. CHAB, connecting the community. Hi, I'm Melanie Palloud with the Moose Jaw Girl Guides, and I am one of the guide leaders this year. Our Moose Jaw Girl Guides are actively looking for volunteers for all of our age groups. Um, and as a volunteer, you basically come up with the programming for girls to have between an hour to a two-hour meeting once, once a week or every, once every two weeks. We do have a Facebook page called the Moose Jaw Girl Guides. So they could reach out to us on there, or they could give me a call directly at 306-631-5428. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Truck Shop, your number one diesel truck repair experts. Visit Moose Jaw Truck Shop on Facebook for more information. Beachcomber Hot Tubs, 270 Caribou Street West in Moose Jaw. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Modern Mattress is a well-known sleep brand, but here are a few things you maybe didn't know about us. Modern Mattress currently has two locations, one in Yorkton and one in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Modern Mattress partners with local charitable organizations in every city we enter into. And the founders of Modern Mattress are actually born and raised right here in Saskatchewan. Modern Mattress carries tons of mattress options in stock and ready to go, so you can start getting that sleep you deserve. Modern Mattress, come in today and start sleeping better tonight. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. We're about halfway into week 13 of 15 weeks of winning, where this week we're giving away a prize pack from the Lindbrook Golf Club featuring a $420 Pro Shop gift certificate and two nine-hole golf punch cards, which includes Power Cart. This morning on The Morning Show, Tegan Whitco is asking you... The average adult has three of these, but only uses two. What is it? The average adult has three of these, but only uses two. What is it? Here's how that went. Is it a pair of shoes? Uh, pillows. How about a toothbrush? How about bedrooms? Yes, um, I'm thinking it's vehicles. Travis again, is it phones? Uh, like a tablet or a laptop. Hi, this is Teresa Marie. Teresa Marie, what do you think it is? I think it's email addresses. And you would be totally correct. All right. How many email addresses do you have? I have three. Now, the real question here, do you use all three of them? No, I use two. <laughs> See, you fit right in there. You're, you're an average adult, I guess. I'm a statistic, I guess. 
<laughs> we'll tell you what, uh, Teresa Marie, you are now officially in the draw for this Limbrook Golf Club prize package that we're going to be making the draw for on Friday. Not only that, but you also get uh, coffee on us this morning from Tim Hortons. Well, that's fun. Thanks. Yeah, you betcha. Congratulations. I'm just going to have you hang on the line here for a minute, okay? Sure. So this is 15 weeks of winning. You do have a couple more chances to get registered. A couple more chances to get in the draw, just like Teresa Marie. Join us on the CHAB Morning Show tomorrow. It's 15 weeks of winning. Thanks to Cranberry Collective Boutique, Four Plants, Bounce A Lot Inflatables, Hub Meat Market, and Tristan's Treats. So there you go. You heard Tegan. For your next chance to qualify, tune into the morning show tomorrow morning between 6 and 9, and she'll have another trivia question for you. That does it for today's edition of the Heartland at Noon. But, of course, just because Rob Carney's not here doesn't mean you don't listen to him. We have the best of Carney's comments coming up in just a few seconds. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back in a few hours to take you through the afternoon, and I'll be back tomorrow on the Heartland at Noon. So, until then, take care. Hope you had a good lunch hour. I'll talk to you in a bit. Moose Jaw Co-op is your one-stop summer shop. Whether you're hiding away in your backyard oasis, planning a family picnic in the park, or heading off to the lake, they have everything you need to make a good time an amazing time. Buns, meat, cool, refreshing beverages from their in-house liquor store, and so much more. Oh wait, did you know that with every purchase, you earn equity and cash back membership benefits? Be a part of something bigger and become a co-op member today. Come on in and get your summer going with a visit to your Moose Jaw Co-op. Picture yourself on the ball field, a refreshing drink in hand, hanging with old friends, and that sweet, sweet sound of live music. Moose Jaw, August 28th. It's K-Plus S Homestand 21 at Ross Wells Park. Gates open at 3. One-day music festival with headliner Barney Bentall and the Caribou Express. Get your tickets now in person at the May Wilson Theater or online at sasktix.ca. K Plus S Homestand 21, a production of River Street Promotions. Proudly supported by 800 CHAB. Time now for the best of Carney's comments. I love old stuff. I used to like new stuff, but the older I get, the more I appreciate things that stand the test of time. I'm thinking about that today after receiving the latest birth announcements from the Wigmore Regional Hospital. You see, they send us the information via fax. We got rid of our fax machine at the radio station years ago. Somehow those faxes go to our head office and then get sent to us here in Moose Jaw via email. How that works, I have no idea. I remember when the fax machine replaced the telex back in the 80s. It was so cool. You know, we still have a few things around the radio station from the 80s. We've got a paper shredder. It's a Power Shred 310. That thing works as well as it did 35 years ago. I don't think we've ever had to fix it. And we still have a Micronta Executive Timer. It's a little battery-operated clock with a stopwatch feature. It's been here longer than me. It's beaten, battered, and bruised, taped up, and still working. Power Shred and Micronta. Brand names that have to be right up there with Timex and Maytag. I'm Rob Carney.